Without objection. Mr. President, later today, I'll vote to acquit the President on the charges of the two articles of impeachment. Now, a not guilty verdict, as every senator on this floor has known for some time, uh, was always what would happen in a House-driven partisan impeachment process. Less than a year ago, the Speaker of the House said that we should not go through this process unless something was compelling, unless something was overwhelming, unless something was bipartisan. I think the Speaker was exactly right then, and I hope all future speakers look at that guidance as we think about this process of impeachment. In the first 180 years of the Constitution, uh, individual members talked about impeachment of presidents, maybe of almost every president, but the Congress only seriously touched this topic one time. One time in 180 years, Mr. President. In the last 46 years, presidential impeachment has been before the country three times, and each case has been less compelling than the one before it. We don't want partisan impeachment to become a exercise that happens when one party, not the party the president, happens to have a majority of the votes in the House of Representatives. Impeachment is fundamentally a political process. The members of the Senate meet no standards for a regular jury. The jury can override the judge. Two-thirds of the Senate is necessary to remove the president. We really have no better term in the Constitution, I suppose, to use than trial. But in any classic sense, this isn't a trial. In any classic sense, a partisan impeachment isn't any kind of a real indictment. And maybe first and foremost, Mr. President, the House has to do its job. A part of that job would be to create a case that would produce a bipartisan vote on the articles in the House. And if you haven't met that standard, going back to the speaker's standard, you should work on the case some more and then wonder if you can't meet the standard, what's wrong with the process you're going through. Part of that job is to do everything necessary to have articles of, of impeachment that are compelling and complete. The House has time available to it to consider impeachment as they go about their essential work. They can continue to do the work of the Congress, they have weeks, months, if they choose to have even maybe years to put a case together. They can call witnesses. They can go to court to seek testimony. Uh, they can determine if this is an impeachment question or just an oversight question. The House, Mr. President, can do lots of things. But once the Senate gets the articles of presidential impeachment, they become, for the Senate, an absolute priority. Both our rules and, re and reality mean we can't do anything else realistically until we're done dealing with the case the House sent over. That was fundamentally what was so wrong with the House sending over a case uh, that they said needed more work. If it needed more work, it should have had more work. Now, Mr. President, you know, you can be for strong review of the executive, you can be for strong congressional oversight and still support the idea of executive privilege. The president has the right to unfettered advice and to know all the options. 
In fact, I think when you pierce that right, you begin to have advisors who may not want to give all the options to the president because it might appear they were for all the options. But the president's advisors need to see that the president understands all the options and implications of a decision. The president, by the way, another topic that came up here several times, the president determines executive policy. The staff, the assistants, that whoever else works in the executive branch doesn't determine executive policy. The president determines executive policy. The staff can put all the notes in front of the president they want to, but it's the president's decision what the policy of the administration would be. And sharing that decision with the Congress, sharing how uh, he got to that point, or later she got to that point with that decision, is a negotiated balance. Congress says, we want to know this. The president says, no, I need to have some ability for people to give me advice that isn't all available for the Congress. So this is balanced out. And if that can't happen, if that balance can't be achieved, the judiciary decides what the balance is. The judiciary decides a question says, you really must talk to the Congress about this, but you don't have to talk to them about the next sentence you said at that same meeting. That's the kind of balance that occurred. The idea repeatedly advanced by the House managers that the Senate, by majority vote, can decide these questions is both outrageous, Mr. President, and dangerous. Uh, the idea that the government would balance itself is frankly the miracle of the Constitution. Nobody had ever proposed until Philadelphia in 1787, one, that the basis for government was the people themselves, but two, you could have a government that was so finely balanced that it would operate and maintain itself over time. The House managers would really upend that balance by being unwilling to take time the House had to pursue the constitutional solution, uh, they've decided that we don't have to worry about the Constitution to have that solution. To charge that the President's assertion of Article II rights that go back to Washington is one of the actual articles of impeachment is that is dangerous. The legislative branch cannot also be the judicial branch. The legislative branch can't also decide, here's the balance. Executive and legislative branch are in a fight about what should be disclosed and what shouldn't. Uh, you can't continue to have the three balances of power in our government if one of the branches can decide what the legislative branch should decide. In their haste to put this case together, the House sent the Senate the two weakest articles of impeachment possible. Presidents since Washington have been accused by some members of Congress of abuse of power. Presidents since Washington have been accused by some members of Congress of failure to cooperate with the Congress. The House managers argued against their own case. They repeatedly contended that they'd made their case completely, they'd made their case totally, they'd made their place incontrovertibly, but they wanted us to call witnesses that they'd chosen not to call. They said they'd already spent in, been in court nine months to get the president's former White House counsel to testify and weren't done yet, but somehow they thought the Senate could get that person and others in a matter of days. These arguments have been and should have been rejected by the Senate. 
Today, the articles of impeachment should be and will be rejected by the Senate. Based on the Speaker's March comments, these articles should have never been sent to the Senate. They were not compelling, they were not overwhelming, they were not bipartisan, and most importantly, Mr. President, they were not necessary. One of the lessons we send today is to this House and to future Houses of Representatives, do your job, take it seriously, don't make it political. I would yield back and note the absence of quorum. Clerk will call the roll. Mr. Alexander.